This is the Woke Daisy. Welcome back to 12 Days of TWD, our special 12 Days of Christmas surprise for all of you lovely listeners. And you know what's sad? It's actually the last day of TWD for 2019. So thank you so much for listening to our episodes and joining us on this journey. It's been an insane six months, and I really can't believe that we only started six months ago. We're, what, now 30-some episodes in, including these last 12, and We are so thankful for the social media follows, the weekly shout outs on Insta stories that our newest episodes are dropping, the comments on our page, whether it's telling us what we have to grow on or telling us how great we're doing. And most importantly, the stories that you guys tell us in your DMs. Sometimes we can't necessarily you know, share those things because they're so personal or you guys ask us not to. But we've been a part of your journeys for deep, deep issues like the infertility or if you're going through a divorce or sometimes abusive situations. And for that, we have to extend a giant thank you because to be a part of your journey, we are honored and it is absolutely a dream come true to have you share in ours as we continue to expand our podcast. And I know the last couple of days with the 12 days of TWD have been lighthearted topics. You know, we haven't been hitting the hard ones like we used to, but we're going to come back next year and focus on the larger issues again. And we hope that you'll be there rooting for us and fostering this community. Also, Christmas is tomorrow. So I want to wish you alongside Annika a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year's. And we'll see you. Merry Christmas. And we'll see you in 2020. And having Christmas be tomorrow, it's also time to figure out what we're doing as South Asians for the holiday, which made us think about how between seven South Asian countries, tons of religions, and a million cultures can celebrate each other's big days and how we can make these days our own in 2019. Obviously, we can't get by without talking about Christmas first. So half my family is in Delhi and half is in Hyderabad. And I remember when Christmas was celebrated, but not the same way it was in the U.S. And so about 10 years ago, I went on my first trip to India and I was alone. Um, And I was met with brown, skinny Santa Claus and lights just everywhere. And I couldn't remember that from when I was growing up. I mean, it's possible I just missed that time of year and didn't pay attention. But for the 2.3% of the Indian population in particular that actually is Christian, Christmas is a time of celebration. And have Christmas Baba in Hindi or Christmas Tata in Tamil coming to give presents, which I think is the cutest thing ever because it's such a better name than Santa Claus. I remember Christmas Baba so well in my memories because when I went to India, like you mentioned, and I was young, all of my grandparents and cousins used to say, Christmas Baba, Christmas Baba, and I thought it was so weird. I told them, hey, call him Santa Claus. His name is Santa Claus. I just think it's so cute now. Now that I look back, I'm like, look at how we made it our own and look at how, you know, it just became a very brown thing in whatever language. And, they give it more you respect. Know. The name is more respectful. Like Christmas Baba, like it's her family versus old Saint <laughs> Nick or Santa Claus. <laughs> but what about Christmas here? And what about the people that aren't Christian? So our family, personally, we put up a tree on Thanksgiving. So it's my brother's thing. Everybody cooks and he's in charge of dragging this thing up from the basement. And then we all help decorate it. And this year, our tree was themed red and gold, which I feel like is a very puja worthy Christmas tree. But 
you know, sometimes we do gifts, sometimes we don't. It sort of just depends on who's around and whether it's a big family gathering. Like gathering. Do you do anything special for Christmas or do you guys not really celebrate it? I think we do the same thing. Um, putting up the tree, giving gifts, spending a lot of quality family time. We love games. So we do a lot of pati during the holidays and spend a lot of time cooking together. One of the things that I used to do growing up because I was in Girl Scouts was giving back to the community. I used to volunteer during Christmas time at Open Heart Kitchen and things like that. So now that I don't do that because I'm no longer a part of Girl Scouts, I hope in the future as a family tradition, I want to do that with my children. Right now I'm a volunteer at Make-A-Wish Foundation, so I'll be going to their holiday event to be with the kids and wrap some presents. And I think Christmas is just about giving. And I feel like in the past I've taken it as taking, 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 like all the presents. But now the tables have turned completely and I love giving. That's amazing. I think that I would definitely love to do something with my future children where on each religious holiday that isn't ours, like whether it's Hindu is cool, but you know, if it's a massive Muslim holiday or whether it's a huge Christian holiday, I would love to give to the people of that community and do something that's, you know, kind of related, like, you know, volunteering at a soup kitchen or volunteering with the homeless or doing something in the spirit of that holiday because I don't necessarily have to believe in the same religious beliefs, but I I think the the spirit of humanity is really richer on the holidays, and there's just more reason to be giving and kind and good is to kind of try and, and incorporate all these wonderful things about different religions and spiritualities and stuff. I also think that I want to do a better job of understanding the religious meaning behind the holidays. So for Christmas, I actually went to Monarch Christian School growing up, so I know the entire story about Christmas and how it came to be and all of the etc. stuff. But when it comes to holidays like Easter, I just remember doing the Easter egg hunt, but I know nothing about what it stands for or who we're honoring and things like that. So I think with my kids also, I'm going to be putting more of an effort so they understand. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I know we think of gifts when we think of Christmas, yeah. or at least I do, because I, I love presents. <laughs> but my friend, who's actually an associate dean, is Muslim. And he told me that a cool tradition his family does on Eid is that they don't give gifts on birthdays or on other holidays, but that they've turned Eid into this giant gift giving party for their, for them and their, like their entire family. So they all celebrate together and they make it a giant gift giving party where they celebrate all the birthdays and all the different holidays all at once. And they make it this really magical day together. And I thought that was a really cool modern take on a different holiday because, you know, we don't really talk about Muslims all that much and Islam all that much. And we're definitely going to make more of an effort in season three. But hearing stories like that are definitely really cool insights into holidays that aren't necessarily ours, but just have really cool takes on things, you know? I actually have a modern take on a holiday that we celebrate in my household and it's Diwali. So whenever Diwali comes around, my parents say that if you're good and you've been well-behaved and you're praying properly, that Lakshmi will come to your house and give you money. And so it's kind of a twist with the whole tooth fairy thing because we would be really good and wake up and we'd have 20 to $50 under our pillow. And Lakshmi came into our home. So very modern twist on Diwali. That's kind of fun. I haven't heard of that, but I think it's so cool. Now I kind of want to do that to my kids, except I'm going to err on the side of 20 bucks because these kids got to learn. These kids got to learn. <laughs> One of the things I've really wondered about actually, Nehal, with you is how you celebrate Raksha Bandhan because traditionally, for those of you who don't know, sisters tie a raki or a pendant lace bracelet around their brother's wrist to sort of signify that they'll be cherished and protected by their brother forever. 
But what about when you don't have brothers? And Nahal, you have a wonderful little sister. So how do you guys celebrate? Do you celebrate with cousins or do you celebrate with each other? So I actually do celebrate with my cousins. And I wish I knew more about Rocky growing up because I would totally celebrate with my sister. My sister is my rock, my diehard. And I feel like Rocky has moved away from being a brother-sister thing to more being a sibling thing. And it sucks that there's no holiday that I can celebrate with my sister. But my dad has sisters. And he actually, his sisters mail their Rockies to my dad because they're in India. So it's really cute when my dad opens them up and sees a little string or a thread. But one time when I did give my uh, cousins a Rocky... They gave me in return a crock pot, and you've seen that photo, Annika, of me holding the crock pot really happy. So I didn't really know how to feel about that because I'm 10 years old and I'm holding a crock pot. That's kind of funny and kind of awesome at the same time. I love the fact that your dad mail, like dad sister mail the Rockies because we used to do that to our cousins um, growing up. Now I have a brother. But I also have a number of dude cousins. And so we used to just buy um, Rockies and mail them to them as well in California and in India and all over the place. So that's definitely a special time for me, I know, because I do have a brother. But I've heard of so many sisters who are tying Rockies on each other. And I love that because there aren't that many, like you mentioned, at least not that I know of, holidays celebrate sisters in India. So I think repurposing it to celebrate a bond sounds just as awesome as celebrating the bond solely between his brother and sister and kind of making it a sibling thing. I think I'm going to do that with my future children. I really like that idea. Also, I was going to say with the rise of social media, Raksha Bandhan and Diwali and holidays have become dynamic on social media. So a lot of times people, and I've talked to them, they don't even do the whole tying the Rocky or mailing the Rocky like we do in the olden days, but they just post a picture with their brother saying happy Rocky. And I think that's the modern take on it. I think social media is the modern take on everything. <laughs> Soon it'll just be like us holding a dia or us like showing a picture of a candle and that'll just be the devaluation <laughs> from now on. Do you guys do any New Year celebrations at a different time? Like it's technically January 1st, but also if you celebrate another holiday like the Dratis do Dantheras or Tamil people do Pongal. Yes. So actually our family is Telugu. So there's a South Indian holiday called Ugadi, which is not just Telugu, but Kannada too. And it's a new year. We bake this chutney with sweet and sour, bitter, tangy, and salty foods. So it's like tamarind and unripened mango and sugar and like whatever you taste the most of in this kind of chutney is like what you'll have for the year. So if it's extra sweet, you'll have a really good sweet year. And then we also celebrate Makara Sankranti, which I think a lot more people in India do. And that's in January. And that's technically like the change of seasons and a harvesting holiday. And that's a thing. And Sankranti is often marked by people flying kites. So my dad actually has a memory of people standing on like the terraces um, out in Hyderabad and flying kites. I've actually never heard of those. So super interesting to hear about. But... Big one for all of us, I think, or most of us, is Karvachot. I know every year, my mom, she gets her friend group together. They do a Karvachot puja, fast all day, look at the moon, then eat. A lot of times, men fast with their wives and men don't. My future husband better fast with me or else I'm not going to do the fast. The fate of a futuristic desert kingdom rests in the hands of a princess desperate for power and an assassin with a dark secret in The Phoenix King by Abarna Varma, a novel smoldering with politics, romance, morally gray characters, magic, and technology in an immersive Indian-inspired science fantasy world. This book from Hachette Book Group features jaw-dropping world-building, slow-burn romance, badass female queens, and gorgeous interior art. The Phoenix King was previously self-published as The Boy with Fire in August of 2021. 
but Orbit's newly revised and edited edition, complete with a new title, has been released and both the book and author are wildly popular on TikTok. It was also named one of the best new fantasies of 2023 by Pace Magazine, io9, and Pop Sugar, and it was named an Amazon Best Science Fiction and Fantasy of September slash an editor's pick. Check it out now at the links in our episode notes. <laughs> I think it's actually most of a North Indian thing, because I don't think, as far as I know, South Indians do garbage up. Um, but we do have our own, like, rut. We'll keep, like, you know, a puja or, you know, we do have our own days of fasting for the same reason, but we don't have, I don't think, anything exactly like Garbhachat. I think that's very much a North Indian thing, maybe. But I definitely have been reading a lot about men fasting. I was actually really pleasantly surprised. I messaged my partner as a joke around Garbhachat, and I asked what his opinions are for fasting for a partner and if his family would, like, require me to do it when we got married. And he said that he would do it for me and it was only fair. And he said it on his own, of his own volition. He wasn't like, oh, do I have to do it? He was just like out of nowhere, kind of like, oh, if I had known it was Kavrachat, I would have fasted with you. And I was like, I actually didn't fast today. However, (laughs) I'm really glad that in the future you'll be down. And I know I should expect more from guys these days, but I'll completely admit how taken aback I was that he was relatively modern. Are there other holidays that your parents or pujas that your parents do that you want to do in the future? One for me is Satutij. So we have a Satutij every year where women make the Satus, they, which is a Indian sweet, and then they do the fasting. And then during the puja, they look at gold, silver, fruit, vegetables in this milk type container. And you have to see if you can see the shadow based off of a light. And so it's about about the light meaning the dark, being well for your husband and your well-being and things like that. So I really like doing that one because I remember growing up and being next to my parents and having them look at these various items in the shadow, in the light, I mean, and see if they can see the shadow on the milk. I have actually never heard of that. Yeah, super interesting. Is that a Rajasthani thing? I think it is a Rajasthani thing. It's a Marwari thing. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. I have never heard of that. So any kind of even take on that. So Yeah, it's um literally growing up, we all used to sit around and my mom would be like, Deki soy tuti. So you say Deki if you see it and tuti if you didn't because it's like broken. Oh, that's so cool and so cute. <laughs> I, um, which sounds... You know, it's just it just sounds fun. We did a lot of ruts growing up. So my mom and I think a lot of Telugu women do these Gauri ruts. So it's to Lakshmi and you have to do five of them in your life. So either prior to or during your marriage and it's supposed to like kind of protect your marriage and there's supposed to be five. And then every year that's the Mangal Gauri rut, which is like specifically for marriage related Things. And then there's also a Varalakshmi Vrat, which is Lakshmi, one of the forms of Lakshmi that grants wishes. And so it's supposed to be like a fasting holiday specifically to get whatever wish you kind of want. And so I have done those with my mom a couple of times. They're kind of female driven pujas, like the females do it and the males just kind of sit around and eat or something. And, you know, it's it's definitely a very women-driven um, puja. So we do those a lot, and um, I would definitely love to do that. Okay. When does it happen? 
So we actually do that in August. When do you guys do your, what's it called? Satutij. I actually don't remember when it was. I think it recently happened. I think October, the Bali time, but I'm not really sure. So don't quote me on it. But there's one thing, though. A good chunk of South Asian holidays don't happen during the winter holidays that Christmas and New Year's do. And that's a pain in the ass when it comes to work. Sometimes South Asian families who aren't Christian don't celebrate Christmas. So that time is when they get work done. And I know I'd feel bad pummeling people with emails. But then when Diwali comes around, if I take time off, I'm still getting emails from people who aren't celebrating. And it's actually really different because my dad has a lot of employees in India and they get way different days off than the people here. And so they get Diwali off, they get Holi off, they get all of that off. But then my dad, who should be getting both of the time off technically, only gets the American holidays off. You know, it's really funny, but I realized that I work in a um, at a school at a, at a university and they have a branch or like a branch campus in Doha. And so they probably have a lot of religious holidays off that are different than here. But I don't remember ever getting a single email that says, oh, you know, this day is off for this thing. But then I used to work at this nonprofit that had different branches in Africa. And so every time there was a holiday in Africa or a national holiday in any one of those countries, the entire company would get an email that says, this is the day that they're celebrating XYZ and they won't be returning emails. And I think that that was a really great way to handle a global company. But unfortunately, most companies don't do that. And they don't really acknowledge the fact that other parts of the world or other religions have these major holidays that are happening. But I think if they did, it would be a really big deal. Yeah, my company has been a lot more inclusive lately. They have a Diwali potluck that they do. And they celebrate from other... They celebrate other country holidays as well, depending on how big they are. And we have a very big South Asian population at my work as well. So those are the people who kind of run it. But it's so amazing because people are bringing in like gulab jamun, peras. And then you have people bringing Mexican food and people bringing American food. And it's just this mix of cultures to celebrate the Bali. That sounds amazing. I know that LinkedIn and Comcast do major things for major holidays as well. So they have parties to kind of celebrate and to really be inclusive of everybody who's from different religions, but, you know, or different backgrounds. But that is definitely something that needs to be on the rise, I think, especially with all of the global holidays, because I read somewhere, and maybe this is one of those cheesy Pinterest memes that we saw, but it's something about how there's a hundred and something holidays between Thanksgiving and New Year. And that it's really ridiculous to say Merry Christmas or Happy New Year specifically because there's so many. And it was kind of the argument to say Happy Holidays instead, which for some people might not work. And I get that completely if that's not what you practice. But it is a really, really nice way of including all the other holidays that are happening around the we world. We do that at my company. Yeah, I love that. We don't say Merry Christmas. We or ha- we say Happy New Year, but we say Happy Holidays. On all of our social media campaigns, it's only Happy Holidays to be inclusive. Yeah, I love that. And I think that it's kind of a tough problem for any minority, and it's one that we kind of have to assert ourselves with. Because like you said, Nell, like it's really important to kind of have these companies that do acknowledge that other people exist and really make people feel welcome, and we have to appreciate other people's holidays. I may not celebrate Eid, but it's not only culturally competent, but just awareness and kindness to respect that others may be celebrating, and they might be off the clock or spending time with their families on certain days, and not to just take for granted that they're going to be working the same days I am. And 
One of the things that is so important that you can do is to set up an away email and set some boundaries and respect your own holiday. And to that end, insist that those around you do the same. The other thing is to teach, which some people kind of argue sometimes it's not their job to teach people to be aware. But I'm not necessarily sure I agree because I think it's really great to learn and to speak up about what we're all celebrating because sometimes people really don't know. It's like crazy how completely oblivious people can be. And it's really important to educate them. Another way to protect holiday time for special days that don't fit the Western calendar is to offer to work on the days we don't celebrate. For example, if you don't celebrate Christmas and offer to work then, then perhaps you can have an actual holiday really off work to enjoy it. It's true. And we could also touch on cultural appropriation for modern holidays because there's so much give and take between various religions and cultures and lots of celebrating only the fun stuff from each holiday, but not the spiritual side. I mean, I just mentioned that by saying that I love gifts and that's what I think of when I think of Christmas. But the fact of the matter is, is Christmas is nothing about just the gifts, you know? I do the same, actually, and this would be cultural appropriation with Cinco de Mayo. I drink tacos, I mean, eat tacos and drink tequila <laughs> and say happy Cinco de Mayo. I actually have no idea what the meaning of it is, and that's my fault. So I think I need to think really about the holidays that I'm celebrating because there is a deeper meaning to it. I know we've talked about this before on a whole episode that Cultural appropriation, if we aren't acknowledging the rituals and customs, can mean a lot to someone's culture or religion. But it's really important to recognize that maybe your family gives gifts, but it originated from the three wise men giving Jesus gifts when he was born. When we talk about Christmas or when you talk about Easter, why are you hunting for eggs? Or if you talk about Cinco de Mayo, why are you drinking tequila and eating tacos? (laughs) No, you're right, though. It's so important. And I'm really realizing and kind of challenging what I've been thinking about on certain holidays as well now, because I'm kind of tempted to get offline and kind of learn about what I've been doing in the, you know, in my whole life and just try and figure out what exactly I have to learn about. So before we close out Modern Holidays, first off, we'd love to learn more about what you guys do to celebrate different holidays. Do you have a different take? Do you have a different ritual? Do you have a different practice of some sort? How have you taken all of these different holidays from thousands of years and tons of religions, and how have you made them your own? And before we do, before we finally end the episode, we got to do Nahal's favorite. It's rapid fire round. So three quick questions. One, favorite holiday. Is that inside or outside Indian tradition or Hindu tradition? Everything. (laughs) I love Diwali and I love Christmas. I love them both because they come together or like, you know, within a close time frame generally. And you can put up all the lights and it's just magical. I love Halloween. It's near my birthday. It's October and Diwali's near then too. True. What is your favorite holiday tradition? I actually mentioned it already, but I love the fact that my brother brings up the Christmas tree on Thanksgiving and we all kind of decorate it together and make fun of each other. And the other thing I love is that on Narka Chaturthi, we wake up first thing in the morning and light firecrackers. It's in August and at dawn, you'll always see my mom hauling me and my brother out in PJs to light little sparklers outside. Mine would definitely be Friendsgiving. I love spending that time with my friends. Everyone makes their best dish and coming together during the holidays. And then for my Christmas tradition with my family, we always watch Home Alone every year because my dad loves that movie and thinks it's hilarious. And so I love doing that. And lastly, because this is the last day of TWD, what is your podcast New Year's resolution? I want to get bigger and better guests 
and explore deeper topics and reach tons of more people. I completely agree. And I want to be published places. I want to create a bigger platform where people are participating in the forums on our website and get more Instagram followers so that people can hear and read and participate in the conversation. So guys, we hope you enjoyed 12 Days of TWT. It's been an honor for us to give you this amazing content. Hopefully amazing. We think it is. And we can't wait to see you guys in the new year. Thank you for always being with us and listening. Until next year, get woke, stay woke. This is is The Woke woke Daisy. Daisy.